Um, <clears throat> I will start. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, you should probably introduce the show, seeing as, you know, no, I'm just, it's I'm just your, being, uh, I'm just your podcast. <laughs> Ghosts, UFOs, alien encounters, and all things paranormal. These are real stories from real people. This is Fear of the Unknown. Hey, uh, James, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm very good. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Just mic in a little bit closer. Get a little yeah. bit. Uh, get that. Get that vocal part going. A little bit sexy. Have you seen uh, that video where people analysing how all these new influences, like you know, from Kim Kardashian onwards, they do that vocal fry thing where they like they talk like this. And like, <laughs> it's a really common thing now that you know never used to happen. It might be a lot to do with um, recording technology because back in the day, you remember how like in the fifties people talk like this. Through the microphone. Yeah, and they actually had that as an affectation. Like, it wasn't... That wasn't their normal voice. They yeah. they put it on so that you're... And it's a particular tone. I think it just cuts through. Uh, is exactly. It, is it bandwidth and EQ, just the way that AM radio used to work? You uh, talk like this, so yes. you could get your point across, and it could That's actually it. That's be... That's terrifying, boys in blue. Yeah. yeah. Um, well... The reason why that is is carbon mics, like you were saying, you almost hit the nail on the head. Exactly. Mm. It's like they had a certain frequency response mm. that was in that area. Uh, the sort of really mid-range nasally. Huh? How yeah. you going? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, anyway, James. Okay. Yes. Here we are. We're going to talk about some. We're going to talk about some weird stuff. I mean, we're we're here to talk about. I mean, UFOs and science yeah. fiction. And Let's get some background on you first, uh, though. Yeah, uh, um, oh yeah. Okay. So uh, who am I? Yeah. No. 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 Let, uh, I'll just. I'll just. I'll just. Quick ed- existential crisis <laughs> for a Thursday afternoon. Who am I? Um. Okay. No. Uh. So I. Okay. Let, am, let me just ask the question. Sorry. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this is gonna be a great. Interview. Shut Cut. the fuck up, man. Right. Shut it up. It's 10 seconds into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been talking a lot. We just drank coffee. Yeah. And too so, much coffee. Yeah. Um, what's, so what's your sort of stance and background when it comes to the supernatural, I guess? Um, so aliens, I'm all for, but sort of the... Ghosts, and, ghosts and religion. And ghoulies yeah. and people poking yeah. through from other dimensions. I'm not entirely certain about it. I'm, right. I'm like... You're waiting I, for the I, evidence to be... I'm, I'm waiting for the evidence. And I kind of had this, like, um, this idea that religions were maybe based on, like, proto-beliefs that have, mm-hmm. like, their roots deeper. Or right. certain religions do. Yeah. Possibly those religions, like, I doubt the Catholic sect. Mm-hmm particularly have like more ancient beliefs than what they say they do but like i think a few religions have definitely like pulled from earlier proto beliefs like oh yeah like i think hinduism and anyway a a couple of the basically the central asian religions Mm -hmm. have pulled from yeah various other religions that were being established at the time yeah and i I think curious that um i think that's a general consensus like it's historically documented that basically to win over the pagans Mm. a lot of yeah religions just co-op yeah and like adopted all the uh, yeah so why do you believe in aliens then um, you psycho? Just, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm nuts. <laughs> uh, just a balance of probability. Okay. Uh, because life exists and life has had 
the planet has been around for like four billion years. Yeah. It's had time to establish, stabilize in its orbit, an ecosystem established and stabilized, or sorry, the um, biosphere. I don't know. Anyway, basically, through a long series of protoplasmic changes, we now have advanced life yeah. within four billion years. Mm. And that's just from the star being born. And there's trillions and of stars. There's trillions and there's of stars, and there's, they're constantly being born. Yeah. And there's like trillions of planets that would fit yeah. the sort of boundary conditions that you have for like potentiating life. Yeah. And then what if the life is fucking nitrogen based instead mm. of a four electron structure is a three electron structure. Mm. Maybe it's a triple helix. Yeah. Maybe it's, yeah. there are all these other possibilities. We only know carbon based life as humans as dna so in the technical uh, sense you believe in aliens in the technical sense yes so in, um, the, in the sort of gray kind of like the, the truth hovering is around. out there yeah. like in the sense of grays yeah like, no maybe i don't know. have you looked hey, much into it um i mean have you sort of watched or heard anything about people that claim to have have experiences or abductions yes. yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah i get i get what you're getting at i have and all their accounts do seem to line up. And I guess, yeah, I guess greys are kind of the prime example. Yeah. Well, there's a theory that the because shape of a grey's face is just like the culmination of all faces all that we faces. experience. As, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's, that's and, a, an and interesting I've heard, theory. I've heard a theory that... Okay, this is a Terence McKenna theory. So, mm-hmm. like... Good old Terence McKenna. Good old Terence McKenna. Like, I don't alien, know who he is, by the way. So. Oh, oh, you don't... Oh, no, um, I'm dumb. The Godfather of DMT. Hey, this oh, is yeah. the Joe Rogan podcast. Nice. Have you ever tried DMT? Um, I had this conversation <laughs> yesterday. Oh, <with someone. laughs> uh, good old Joe. Um, <laughs> no, so Terence's idea was that when you have an extreme dissociation from self, yeah, and you're looking back at both, like astral projection type of sort of sort of like astral projection like without using that word without using that word because it sounds a bit woo and pseudoscience yeah um which i guess is kind of what we're all (laughs) um however not saying it's that not saying astral projection but like you take a big look at your life sort of thing right and who we are and what we are meant to be versus who we are present and the whole possibility of the way that the human organism and biome and society Mm -hmm. and civilization Mm -hmm. could have gone versus where we are at present it is so foreign and we are so alienated from ourselves that the alien is us yeah okay was the theory it's like we're looking at ourselves just this, this synthetic forced evolution that's gone in this kind of bizarre completely other direction yeah. because of things like belief in an afterlife was one of terence's big things eschatology okay. has completely changed the way that we live think interact even the idea of an afterlife yeah like where does that come from mm. and that being so deeply ingrained in people has completely changed our attitude towards other people the environment towards <laughs> like just the yeah. civilization as a whole has yeah. been affected by the idea mm. of the afterlife it's interesting because yeah i could totally relate to that i grew up mm. in a religious exactly. uh, background and a lot of the time people are like well there's going to be armageddon it's all going to be destroyed so who cares about the environment 
environment right now it's all going to be reset mm. so and and i can see how that just has this flow on effect and yeah you can see I why mean, conservatives or why like, worry about it you're yeah it's all, it's all be, gonna be fine we're yeah. all fine and dandy in the afterlife yeah. like yeah. it's it's gonna be great so don't worry about the planet god's got a plan yeah and that has, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's really reshaped history, frankly. Yeah. At a really fundamental level. I mean, yeah, if you look at the example of other animals, it's all very organic how they react to their environment and their, the way their bodies naturally mm. have restrictions and abilities. So, And we've outgrown those restrictions yeah. and as a result created... Philosophy. Philosophy. Yeah. And good thing about philosophy is it's ever-changing. We're always finding new truths new truths yeah exactly <laughs> yeah or getting closer to various truth i don't know yeah. yeah getting closer to a truth not the truth i'm not yeah. you know uh, the truth is yeah you know, we can we're still carving a it out philosophical argument yeah. about that one as well what it's is? uh we love playing with philosophy don't we but at the same time i find uh humankind is so hypocritical because the same people that are saying that mark zuckerberg is Sorry. trying to control our lives and stealing our data mm. they're saying this shit on facebook and they're saying this <laughs> stuff on social media we're still controlled by you know our dopamine and uh, yeah we're still we're still absolutely in neurochemistry regardless of uh, philosophy yeah and we're still um constrained within what is the current built system i mean you share that stuff on facebook because it's available it's accessible yeah and you have an audience that you want to reach um on facebook that is directly accessible yeah like you kind of want to start by telling your immediate friends hey yeah. I think this is yeah. bad and this is wrong. That's, and that's but, a, that's the reason why Facebook is so successful because it says, fuck what's right and wrong. We're just going to exploit nature, the nature of humans. And that's why we can't get away from it because it's like yeah. it's tapped into our subconscious and our involuntary uh, behaviors. Um, there was a great thing I was uh, I read ages ago. The color blue as it sort of enters your eyes, like blue skies, that sort of hue triggers something hormonally in your brain there's like a photoreceptive hormonal trigger mm. and it wakes you up because as animals we're meant to wake up with the sun so blue sky mm. gets you up gets you energized if you're looking at mm. I've, and that's why they've started putting blue light filters on phones a bit yeah. is because your phone emits of course yeah of the same frequency yeah triggers that sort of receptor you're up until five in the morning <laughs> i make yeah. the mistake of like man i can't sleep i'm, I'm sleepy but i might i might just go and play I like might, i might just check my phone yeah <laughs> it's, it's no I'm big like, thing yes it's no big thing aliens are real three, three hours in the morning. later yeah. yeah so yeah you've read all of scp <laughs> back to front you know all the like i love scp hey. it's oh, so funny so um it's like the articles are so well written yeah and like just there's so much yeah. dark humor and just, it's like yeah. it's like autism at its best oh you know oh there are some real autists yeah autistic but like, artists this is where they shine coming up with this just beautiful <laughs> canon oh. of spooky art what's your what's your favorite scp or what's a couple of your favorite ones um so one of my favorite oh, by the way can you explain what an scp is okay what, so does, it, what does it stand for SCP? Uh, it, it's secure contain protect i think okay. is the okay. anagram so the whole idea is that there's it, this it, kind of like facility this government facility that has a collection it's like the indiana jones warehouse but all of the stuff is murderous 
Yeah, just monsters. From outer space or spooky or just hell on earth. Like, there's a plague doctor who is just a ghost or a demon or something that just sort of comes around. And um, if it touches you, it'll give you the plague and you die. And then you turn into a zombie. One of my favorites is the machine that turns things into other things. It's just like a big room full of cogs and you put something in one hatch it's got like five settings one to one larger super big and then like smaller and miniature i think um have you heard the of the scp game there's a game yes no i've played it does that feature in the game it It actually features quite intensely in the game because you have to use it for a bunch of it's like a puzzle game right where you're also running away from what's the one the one that it's like this gross statue it's like this gross um yeah uh, if you blink, it'll come and break your neck instantly. Yeah, yeah, basically. So the idea is that the specialists that have to clean out its room or whatever... Have they, to always have someone watching it. Yes, and they have yeah. to tell the other people when they're about to blink as well. Uh, yeah, so that they can have so someone like, else watching it while the person blinks. Yeah. Because if you're not looking at it, it can move. Yeah. Um. If you're looking at it, it's locked and... It's not those Doctor Who quantum angel things. Yeah, it's like uh, the weeping angels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the great thing about it is that there's there's no rules. There are no rules. It could be just like a, a goat that talks or it could be... I mean, some of them are really harmless. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them is like an ice cream truck that is a creature, but it shows itself as an ice cream truck. And I think it's something like when you go to hand over your money, if you shortchange it or if, if you don't follow the rules, it'll just suck you in through the money slot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. That's not bad. Um, don't be a dick to the automated ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. My kids watch the music videos. Yes. There are SCP oh, music videos. The world of children's... Um, oh, my God. Yeah. What has YouTube come to? I know. Everything. They mash up everything. So, whatever happens to be trending for kids, someone will jump on that and quickly make an animation where it's like, okay, Mario in Sonic World. Okay, um, Mario is Lego in Sonic World. And then, yeah, and it's really crap. The storylines are terrible, but kids love it because they get to see all their favorites, you know, all their yeah, favorite characters their together. Characters. But the thing is, is that there's a lot of the time it comes with an insidious twist. Like, it's because it's essentially fan fiction. Yeah. A lot of these people are a bit strange. Like, And, they, and oh. you'll see the characters having sex or killing each other or pissing wow. on each other or injecting each other. So the writers really had a bit of fun with it. Because it's not meant for kids. Well, it's, it's like... Kind gr- of. It's Grindhouse style. So they just fucking write down the first thing that comes to mind. They don't care because in the first two days that they release it, they're going to get all the ad revenue before it gets cancelled. <laughs> you know? It takes a while. Some some stuff is some stuff uh, that's been on YouTube has been up there and it is like some really seriously yeah. like pornographic or violent snuff, snuff stuff, kind of like yeah. stuff. And because no one's reported it, it just stays there. It's amazing. So, I mean, the SCP thing I, I found is awesome. It's yeah. such a great community and outlet for people who just like, they like monsters, they like creating monsters, and I mean, know, gives I think, them a platform as well. Yeah. It's like Spooky Pasta, but they've come up with this whole cryptozoological or like yeah. artifactory database that yeah. is, it's a, I mean, it's a Wikipedia. Like, yeah. 
SCP as a site is just like a whole bunch of... Mm. Have you seen a show called Warehouse 13? I have, and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I, so I watched it growing up. And there was all sorts of, again, um, yeah, just spooky, paranormal, yeah. like this bracelet uh, contacts another dimension. Yeah. And Just um, imagine, imagine a really schlocky half-comedy X-Files. Yeah. It's X-Files like X-Files crossed with Buffy. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Like, they're, yeah, they're always yeah, yeah. trying to get some artifact. It's very like, family-friendly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, um, it's PG-13. Yeah. Very. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> Young adult. Young adult <laughs> certified. <laughs> if you're interested in that sort of stuff. If you liked X-Files, kind of like that, I guess. It's, yeah. Because it's I'm a secret government thing like, that they have this warehouse mm. where they collect all these artifacts that have been imbued with certain powers. Mm. Because, you know, when intense things in history happen, a power will kind of imbue an object or something mm. like that. I think that is an interesting thing to expand on how history shapes objects and like mm. how that would possibly be a method of creating an artifact I, I can't well off the top of my head i can't think of how that's happened i, I no neither i mean there's lots I of mean, folklore stuff like you know the holy grail Ark of the yeah. Covenant and all that. And St. Peter's beard and, like, you know, all the... the <laughs> what, does Saint Peter, what does St. Peter's beard do? Oh, um, St. Peter... <laughs> well, it, it doesn't really do anything. Okay. Like, it doesn't have powers, per se. Okay. But, you know, it's supposed to be a holy relic. Okay. Um, It's not a holy relic. It's the pubic wig. But yeah. um, uh, th- this was a... Th- there was a whole... Uh, there was a whole prank in the 1700s or like the 1300s. I can't remember when, but some dude basically sold a priest, yeah. a uh, merkin, and said that it <laughs> pubic was wig. a pubic wig. Yeah. yeah. Is that their version of like um, a fake ID back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why anyone would have a if merkin. If there's grass on the field, play yeah. ball. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, um, that's disgusting. No, uh, it oh. was because of syphilis. Okay. Um, if you got syphilis, all your pubes fell out. Um, right. Okay. And it was considered unattractive. Makes sense. So they basically made themselves a pair of undies yeah. with a scalp on it. Yeah. And um, that was a that was a thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, this dude sold a priest. It's <laughs> a prostitute's pubic wig and told him it was a rare and precious artifact blessed St. by St. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I mean, sort That's of... such a great story. More what I'm getting at is, you know, say something of astronomical significance happens. Far beyond what we currently, as a society, experience, like, Project a couple of thousand years into the future, mm-hmm. or Kardashevian scale civilization. I don't know what that is, but yeah. oh, okay. So the Kardashev scale—it's basically how you understand the total power of a planetary civilization. So oh, okay, oh, is that the one? The level one, level two, level level three? one, yeah. level two, level okay, three. Yeah, I know what you're talking. So about. you at level zero, I think you basically harness the whole planet's energy i can't oh. remember if it's zero or one yep. you have the whole planet and level at, three is the one where you can actually level capture the power like, of a star or something it, no le- well, i mean that's that's, that's level like level one. Oh, really yeah no okay. level one is you can you have the power of your star yeah you can capture it all 
You can, because people you can, theorize that. You can I think take all that energy. What happened is that there was a bunch of yeah. meteorites going across a, a star, and so it's like a astronomer's wet dream, and mm. they immediately started saying, "Okay, so we may have found." I forget what it's called. It's like a type of superstructure that a super advanced civilization would make, where they build a big sphere around a star, yeah, to capture all of its yes energy. It's basically like a Star Trek fans would a giant kind of solar panel. Yeah, yeah, that sits around the sun and like just soaks up all its energy. Yeah, and as a result, you can yeah, you can fully harness the energy of the star, and, the- and that's level one. Okay, level two is like <laughs> fuck. I think it's like the freaking galaxy. It scales up really <laughs> quickly, like incredibly quickly. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just were shouted for the microphone because <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, it scales up incredibly quickly, and level three is basically the local group, which is our galaxy itself sits within sort of a cluster of galaxies yeah. that have all been pulled together just by the general gravity, and like I guess that's where shit settled to after the Big Bang. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean... It's all just sort of dust coalescing and settling and just gravity doing its work, pulling shit together. So as a result, um, yeah, uh, galaxies basically group together. Okay. And level three is, yeah, you can harness the power of all of those galaxies. Yeah. To me, that sounds really presumptuous. I mean, that's that's just like... Oh, yeah, just level I mean, there's so much of of science that we just... (laughs) Haven't even discovered. This is energy requirements for a civil, yeah, or like to be defined on the thing. It doesn't but even. It, but even touch energy, the, like what I mean is, we from our little tiny speck of the, you know, our little corner of the universe, yeah, we've theorized and theorized and, and built idea upon idea, and there's a scale that we've created that is purely just based on the path that we're going in the way that we develop energy. And yeah. used resources. Yeah. yeah I, because, I mean, if you think about it, like the way we harnessed energy pre 10,000 years ago or pre 13,000 years ago is very different. Mm. That's how we were able to move gigantic, huge slabs of rocks. Mm. Like right now, there is this huge boulder that goes over this kind of carved path, and they put this huge boulder over the top of it. And it's the size of maybe two or three cars. Okay. And that represents right now the most that we have been able to engineer a machine to be able to move. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. But if you look at all these ancient buildings where they have moved huge rocks that are not the size of a few cars, Mm -hmm. but the size of a few fucking houses. Yeah. Well, you have to start thinking like the, the, like the base slabs of the pyramids. Exactly. Sort of like Stonehenge was, I mean, those are, those are pretty hefty. We cannot move them like the way we do things now. Uh, It's like, yeah, 10 tons or something for the, um, for the caps of the, of Stonehenge. Yeah. They had different techniques and completely different and way more energy efficient. Yeah. Like they, there was a lot of planning went into, I've seen, I've seen a couple of videos on how they think they moved Mm. the blocks for Stonehenge, but Mm. there's a technique you can use and it, it involves using literally two tiny stones Yeah, and you put them, I mean, so long as the surface underneath the big slab that you're moving is like, um, flat is flat and hard. Yeah. You're fine. You just put these two rocks there and you walk the thing forward. And the rocks like I've seen that. There's, a, there's a guy that actually recreated it. Yeah. And he moves he, gigantic he moves blocks. Huge blocks. But it does rely on 
the, the very hard, hard flat surface. Flat surface. And we're talking about like building a thing in the, you like, know. Yeah. It, that, that's you, you couldn't even do it on bitumen because like yeah. the rocks would just get stuck. Like they just sink. Into it, it would the have top. to be like an ice skating, a roller skating rink. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Something or just like limestone sheet just yeah as far as the eye could see um whereas we're talking like rolling 20 tons yeah. through the desert on some greased logs yeah um, so like so my point is when we talk about harnessing the power of the sun mm. you know that's that is our concept of conservation of energy and that's the approach that we're taking that's our method which we consider to be the only method but clearly it's not clearly there was something oh, before yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so that's why I find it a little bit presumptuous that they can't come up with the scales as if it's mathematical when it's not. That's it's the programmed direction that you have to follow to yeah, be an advanced yeah. civilization. Yeah, I think it's been pretty much not dismissed, but it's yeah. kind of like a it's it's one of many scales. Yeah. Like people people don't really look at the Kardashev scale thinking. Yeah. I think but in general, I think in general, people do give it that weight though it, of, it, it of does gospel have, science. Well. I mean, it's really just a theoretical thing. Oh, of course. But how many theoretical things oh, out there? Yeah, I guess theoretical. Do people would say is you know they everything. they use it in arguments? You know. Yeah, in yeah, this to, is true. To justify it. I mean, I bring it up because it sort of brings me onto the exactly the, the point that UFOs. I want to get at UFOs. Right. We just had they finally admitted. I mean, officially or whatever. Right. Uh, that the footage is real. The um yeah. and back in two so bit of backstory back in two thousand four. The USS Nimitz and a bunch of aircraft took a bunch of videos of something that was flying low in orbit and sort of there's been a few reported cases of uh, objects almost identical to this, but this particular case, the the carrier spots it, (laughs) sends up a couple of drones. They check it out. They're not So, on. there's a few videos. You're talking oh, about yeah. the Tic Tac UFO. I'm talking about the Tic Tac UFO. Yes. yes, the Tic Tac UFO. And there's one that uh, sort of... The resolution changes completely as it, I'm assuming, turns on jets, afterburners, whatever. Mm-hmm. Something that completely flips the resolution mm-hmm. of the uh, video. This is the black and white Tic Tac video. Right. Not the black and white Tic Tac video. <laughs> I had to get that right in there. That was so bad. Um, so, yes. No, so the USS Nimitz. Anyway, photographs this thing. I think we've all, I don't know, links in the description, basically. Yeah. And they have no explanation for how it changed velocity so fast. Yeah. Because you look at the video and the thing's only got what I'm going to call its afterburners mm-hmm. on for four seconds, five seconds or something. Yeah. And they say it changed velocity from like 160 meters a second, which is, you know, I don't know. It was like, it was like some absurd cruising speed, mm-hmm. like s- something really um, way too low to for planes to be flying at and way too low for anything without ailerons, without wings feathers anything you know yeah this thing was like a cigar tube yeah or like a tic-tac like smooth and then you know it turns on its jets and buggers off yeah as soon as they go to check it out yeah but there was well here's where it gets interesting because the government uh, released a few pieces of footage Mm. and some of them have been proven to be like afterburners of jets turning and like the way that the light refracts onto the lens of the flare 
or the, yeah. you know, the flow that they're using, mm. which is um, infrared or heat yeah. heat cameras. That particular signature and the yeah. way that it's shaped. And yeah, the, so the they've been able to prove that. But, like, hmm. that always seems to happen. You see a bit of footage that's really good, mm. and right next to it, or just, like, nearby, there'll be something that's debunkable or that's a hoax, which I find very frustrating because it, because I, I want to see real stuff, absolutely. but it seems like there's always people that they insist absolutely. on the hoaxing or they insist on Mud, uh, just finding... Just finding the waters. Yeah. You know, just finding some way to spread misinformation. Actually, that's one of the other things I wanted to talk about right. this, was just, like, general misinformation. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you do. You find a lot of UFO hoaxes yeah. because people want to be special. Yeah. And they want to say, I'm the one. Yeah. I, I love the fact that so many UFO stories line up. Yeah. Because that doesn't actually play evidence one way or the other. Mm. Like you look at, if you look at it both ways, you can. Mm-hmm. But here's here's where it's good. You look in the old media, okay, mm. in the newspapers and in the old television programs where you have people that had before pre-internet where they mm. didn't have access to each other's stories, and then you're like, oh crap, that sounds exactly like what happened across the, the that other side person of the earth. in Iceland yes. and that person in Australia, yeah, who could never have seen the same media, yeah. Had the same experience. Yeah. yeah. How do you explain that? Um, I was just talking about this uh, with I, I the actually, last person. Um, sorry. I yeah, just yeah, wanted to say, on. I I'm, think Terence McKenna could explain that again because the human, uh, you know, how I was talking about seeing yourself in the alien or whatever it was, mm-hmm. because of the way that the human brain, like, is designed, everyone's got kind of the same brain. Mm-hmm. Like, we just right. use them a little bit right. differently. But, it's like we all find the same stuff tasty. Yes. Yeah. And tastes all align for us like mm. we all agree on and we all agree that colors are the same and more or less what's beautiful as well more, more or less what's beautiful we yeah. all have like a general and like part of that is mechanical it's just yeah. like the mechanics right. of that sack of gray goo that sits in your head full of like chemicals and whatever mm-hmm. um and so if there was like a just an experience that completely overwhelmed like the normal sense of self and like you were having, like I said, extreme dissociative sort of episode and saw an alien, it would match up with everyone else's because it's yeah. the mechanics of your brain just sort of hitting default through, mode, hitting default mode, going yeah. through like a reset cycle, going through some sort of motions yeah. that everyone else's brain would do the same yeah. because of pure mechanics. I'd Look, I think it's uh, a theory. It's a theory. I think it is interesting. I think that, like, I could. I'm not gonna like. My feeling is that that theory is a little bit reductive. Yeah. No. I absolutely. Um, um, it's because you could say that about anything. You could, say that about anything. You could use that um, sort of yeah. theory methodology to to just basically say everything's crap. You know, we're all just, you know, someone's imagination. And that's it's such a lazy... It's very solipsistic and, like, yeah. it just uh, negates any sort of... Yeah. Uh, it gets yeah, into the territory problems. where I hate, and that's, like, that's lazy skepticism. <laughs> I think that's just one of the most harmful things yeah. because for science, we need imagination. We need to explore mm. the craziness. Mm. We have to. Like, when someone says, 
Why do people do this? We need fucking science, explore it scientifically. Science fiction. Don't don't use philosophy or don't use like the theory to answer it. You know, and um, I think there's a problem with the system that we have right now. We're slaves to power. Oh, yeah. You know, in oh, the no, scientific absolutely. community. You know, if someone writes a paper, they want to keep the prestige. Yeah. And if they see someone else coming along, no, 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 no. no. If yeah. they're if they're on a if they're in, um you know one of the gatekeepers if they're one of the decision makers they of course they're not going to want to have their life's work or their respect challenged in any yeah or rem- yeah, yeah exactly so that's that's a huge flaw with what's going on now and like i mean the suppression of technology example yeah. of that where it's like okay this dude made a car that runs on water um <laughs> but not let's, let that get let's out. not let that happen yeah um we've got far too much money invested in right. not letting that happen yeah um but look when the when the fossil fuels run out at least we've got a backup plan that shell and bp are gonna you know oh have yeah for us. Like shell and bp <laughs> oh good i can't wait for them but then it'll be all bags. all be owned by facebook so um and yeah, it'll be Facebook, Google, <laughs> Disney, Disney, Shell, yeah, or maybe Exxon will make it again <laughs> <laughs> resurface. Holy crap! Because shit, that's the yeah. way we're going at the moment. So let's um, talk about the way that um, the propulsion system of a of a UFO, which yeah. is freaking fascinating, which is amazing. And I've recently become a bit of a um, of a rocket scientist myself. Yeah. Uh, I, you always have been, man. but by which I mean I've been playing <laughs> Kerbal Space Program. <laughs> oh, wicked! Yeah, uh, it's, it's a very good like oh, crash course in like how to put things into orbit, right. what the sort of thrust requirements, gravitational requirements, all the rest of it. Yeah, the and then you realize, okay, so it does actually it does actually cost ten thousand dollars to put an apple into yes, space. Yes, just think of the. <laughs> Think of the amount of fuel and like oh, rockets and yeah. yeah, just to just to even chuck an apple into orbit is yeah. pricey biz. Yeah, but also massive fuel requirements, yeah. massive propulsion requirements. I wonder if gotta, I wonder if astronauts have to sort of dehydrate themselves or they, they have do to, they do do they? I, I, okay, I think I'm, it makes sense because every kilo saved is like X number of tens of liters of rocket yeah. fuel yeah uh, even more than that and i can't remember what the price on kilo payload was but yeah. it's like millions yeah like when nasa was doing it it was phenomenal the amount of money they would spend to put yeah. stuff up there yeah. and the international space station and the euro sats or spacex or all those guys yeah that takes a phenomenal amount of um engineering and uh yeah fuel and like again and a propulsion system so how the hell does something go from 120 was it kilometers an hour the number was 120 i can't remember if it was kilometers an hour or meters a second Mm -hmm. if it was meters a second that's still only 360 kilometers an hour right um 360 uh 400 sorry um, but it just blitzes into the most... But like, like, and then it's suddenly like 42,000 yeah. fucking meters a second. Yeah. It's it, it's like escape trajectory speeds in five seconds. Yeah. I mean, one, the G-forces, 
Jesus titty fucking Christ. Yeah. Oh, sorry, me. <laughs> right, right. And the structural integrity of that ship it must be phenomenal. Yeah. And or, or if you like, have you watched Bob Lazar on Netflix? No. Watch it. Okay. Please. All right. Bob Lazar. Okay. Bob, cool. Bob Lazar claims, and this is backed up with a lot of evidence, mm. and there's a lot of evidence that the government tried to sort of discredit him and stuff, but he worked in a facility near Area 51. Yeah. Near, kind of near, like 15 miles yeah. south or something like that. And he was working on reverse engineering one of the UFOs that the US government had. Specifically working on the propulsion system. Okay. And he's talking so about he's a bit like of a deep throat. Like he's yeah, yeah. he's been there, seen it, and done yeah. the autopsy. Um Yeah, and um he talks about the system that it's very compartmentalized, like mm. the guys working on the propulsion system aren't allowed to talk with the guys working on the materials. Yeah. Aren't allowed to talk with these other guys. You so know? no one has the big picture yeah. of how the whole thing fits yeah. together and works. And I mean that's yeah. yeah. And the way that it works as well is that they're not exactly getting the greatest minds to okay. work on these things. They're trying to find people that seem to be like these diamonds in the roughs that they can bring in and they can sort of... Groom they have the potential and train up and yeah like and and then easily they can suppress the, them as yeah, well yeah you gotta you gotta keep yeah. them close and then be able to non-disclosure agreement them yeah. at the end but essentially Sorry. what happened is that he something happened and he was like oh crap something could happen to me so he decided to take all his friends out to to see like one of the test flights and they were like holy crap and he went out for three weeks in a row taking people out and all these people can verify mm. But they went the out with propulsion system, and then all of a sudden, like, like the third time they went out, yeah, there was a bunch of soldiers waiting for them. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Bob, so, you're not meant to be bringing yeah, exactly. people in. Yeah, like this is top secret, yeah. and you can't just have Linda and George like over to watch yep. the the aircraft. Yeah, this is top secret military stuff. We're working with gyros. But man. he thought he gyros. was going to be. Um, he he thought that he was going to be killed. Okay. So he's like, I better tell as many people. And then he went public. Right. 20, 20 okay. years ago. Or, oh. Yeah, 20 or 30 years oh, ago. Right. He went public. And to this day, he still says, in, in terms of detail, he hasn't added detail. He hasn't taken any away. He says exactly the same story. Mm. And a lot of the things that he's brought up back then now is part of science. Fact. Fact, fact yeah. So check that out. Anyway, so, okay. the way he describes the propulsion system is that somehow there's this element, element 115, is it? 115, no. Um, yeah, 115. So it's a very unstable... No, it's not on here either. That uh, must be one of the man-made ones. Yeah, it like is. one of the super recent man-made ones. It is super recent. I think it's within the last 10 years or something, or last five years. I love it. Yeah, so... Man, coming up with new elements. Yes. How dope would that be as a job? Just but saying. what he's saying is that part of the propulsion system was a stable version of element 115. Ah. So this has uh, abilities to, to bend space-time. Like, at the yeah. moment, they've only been able to synthesize it for, like, microseconds, and then it just disappears. And it like, disintegrates, you know, because yeah. it's... Yeah, the atomic structure just, like, the quark structure just isn't stable. Yeah, it's completely unstable. So, um, that's where a lot of people just start going, that's impossible, you know, you can't make a stable version of blah, 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 and, you know, what and did we do 60 years ago? Oh, some, some, <laughs> some 
boffin in a lab in Switzerland yeah. is like working very hard underground yeah. to get the quarks to point in the right direction, <laughs> to just spin the right way so the whole thing will hold itself together yeah. Yeah. and not just explode. Um, right. So essentially yeah. what this stuff that they managed to harness it cool. so it can pinch the, the, um, the space in front of it and it just tumbles into it. Uh, it's just like the force of compressing space time ahead of it just allows it to tumble in. It, so it, it, so it, it, it doesn't experience very, it any doesn't sp- experience acceleration or any stu- structural stress. Yes. So it just bloop. Brilliant. Co- okay. Yeah. yeah. Now that, makes, that, that makes far more sense. Like yeah. when you're starting to, yeah, once you See, reach that's the, the material limits yeah. of, um, of like space and like matter, you have to start playing with time. Exactly. You, you have to yeah. start like. It, so maybe from their perspective, it wouldn't be like them zipping off. Time. It would yeah. be like everyone goes. Everyone goes still for a they bit, would, and they ev- just like everyone else would just go like, like behind them. Yeah. Um, and then they just be like, two seconds later, just like still, still stirring their tea, <laughs> still just, yeah, just yeah. like nothing has happened. They yeah. barely moved. Yeah. But all of space and time has moved around them yeah because they have folded time in such a way yeah or they've folded space in such a way that they like yeah there was someone who had a um had an experience where he was um he was uh abducted and he came this is like 60 years ago and he came back explaining what their propulsion system was and he was saying that he's saying that they have mastered gravity Mm. And they have mastered hydrodynamics as well, so okay. that's why there's a lot. A lot of the time, I, I people guess have seen. Um, we live in a fluid. I mean, air is a fluid, kind that, of. Yeah, and and I guess you could apply that to to water as well. And to water as well, and uh, I mean to friggin' space. If yeah. there's little bits of that. I'm trying to think of what um, he said though. <laughs> but like, if okay, so it, uh, on that on that train, if right. you've mastered hydrodynamics, you're suddenly a master of like uh propulsion air currents like any sort of uh fluid motion you're aware of which is also really good for time and space travel because of the three body problem the being able to predict where planets and like star systems are going to be is really one of the only people i know that that's brought that up because the three always, body problems are yeah. really interesting. I, I actually, I've got a really good book on it. If yeah. you want to borrow, um, it's basically sure, about sure. Um, first contact with aliens. Yeah, it's a Chinese. But writer. explain the three body. Okay, so the three body problem is: yeah. say you've got three massive objects in space, yeah. and their gravity all affects one another, mm-hmm. and you set them in motion. Yeah, it is just by nature of how they all interact it is nearly impossible to predict where anyone is going to be at any given time basically so when you've got binary stars or you're talking about like black holes like Mm -hmm. collapsing and fusing like we had so the problem so the problem is basically if you were to try to time travel if you you could end up in the center of a 
You can end um, up in the center of a black hole. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you, you might over, you might uh, misjudge that's a, and that's a, where the galaxy. That's the greatest problem with TV shows when they talk about time travel because yeah. it's like that. That let's time travel back three months and the the, the and position then they just of, end up in space just in a vacuum. Just yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The planet wasn't there. Yeah. three months ago, yeah. it was a quarter of the way around the sun. But then our solar system could be being flung. And the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our, our, our relative moving in the galaxy, yeah, like, relative like, to the center of like where the, the source of the, the big bang, or yeah, the big bang. We're probably orbiting that in some way, shape, or form, or yeah. like yeah. formed micro orbitals with again like our super. So it has to be sp- time space travel, time and space travel. Yeah. yeah, they always miss out the space. Bit yeah, yeah. The TARDIS got it right. Time and relative dimension in space. Also, relative is important. Yeah. Because yeah. it means you do maintain sort of relative position on right. the face of the planet. But there's a lot of math that has to go into calculating that. Mm. Yeah, because of this three-body yeah. problem. Being able to predict where something will be right. six months from now. So, this yeah. brings me back to what I was saying before. Even Very the terminology different. that we use, like propulsion, yeah. that implies that it's a force that's being expelled Yes. To produce movement and... Which we're actually... Th- this is like the opposite thing. This is it, the opposite. Yeah. yeah. It's, Im- it's like impulsion. It's, <laughs> um. <laughs> it just works like gravity does. Mm. It just drops. It drops to the point in time where it's been pinched to. Yes. And in its own way forms a... I mean, basically forms a wormhole, but through rather than... Would it be a wormhole or would it just be compressed? Because that's what they describe it as. Well, I mean... They're kind of the same. Okay, um, to me, wormhole is like portal. I, I mean, wormhole would be, yeah, I mean, yeah. We always imagine like big, glowy, red, blue, swirly thing, like that the ship has yeah. to fly into and it's massive and it's the size of a fucking planet or whatever. Mm. Um, I'm thinking more like, I mean, if you are concertinaing space Mm -hmm. so that within the same time period you move a huge uh huge distance in space Mm -hmm. um you would be like stretched out wouldn't you you? would kind of relative to the outside you would kind of have a have to have a tube that you were shooting down relative to the outside like i don't see that not not a tube sorry I just I'm describing this really badly. Well, I, I think but if you if you compress it, space. if yeah. you're if you're traveling through a compression, mm. and you're um, to your to yourself, you you perce- you perceive yourself as a normal size. Yeah. From the outside, I think you would be stretched out, spaghetti thin. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because I mean, and I have seen some footage of actually a lot of footage you see, you just see it dart off pretty quickly, and you assume that it's the same size. But I have seen some UFO footage where it is elongated. Yes, like it, it goes, it goes from a normal shape, shape yeah. to an elongated shape. Hmm. Could be an artifact, artifact. That's what it yeah. was for. Yeah. of uh, space time compression. Yeah, uh, yeah, like a space time compression artifact that just because yeah. of our relative velocities, it looks like a massively elongated tube. Yeah, I mean, all I can say is I really hope, I really hope that one day we can sort of like start looking into that. 
I hope the thing happens where we realize where the door opens to be able to study great to study scientific that. leap. Finally, yeah. like this, we of- need that because right now the laws of thermodynamics rule everything. Yes. Yeah, we're very and we're very space-time constrained. Yeah, and we're like, that's it, okay? And the speed of light, that's invariable. Yeah. But somehow, I think in order to realistically interstellar travel, Mm. you need some sort of faster-than-light capability. Yeah. But maybe we're just not destined for that. Maybe that can't happen. Maybe that's one of the universal laws that we can't break and the the progress of evolution was not meant to go to space or maybe it was meant to go to space but it wasn't like meant to travel look, faster than light look we've, maybe we've, there are impermanent uh, boundaries who knows but uh, <laughs> who, who does know but who does know aliens but maybe. right now the feeling i get is that we've chosen a flavor of technology yeah and a flavor of of uh of physics combustion is our flavor of technology exactly. at the moment yeah um and our flavor of physics is, yeah, as you said, thermodynamics. Yeah. And, and a bit of quantum. And quantum. But, Quantum's going to... But uh, it, it's, being, it's being used for uh, data storage and uh, what else? Uh, data storage transmission, they're trying to make computers out of it. Uh, so I think they already can, have made quantum I think they computers, have, yeah. yeah. And they calculate both the yes and no probability yeah. at the same time, yeah. which is... But that's the thing. Like, something revolutionary. We, we've got which is... A, uh, it's going to be the next big... Yeah technological leap i think because yeah. you know how it, technology doubles every two years or whatever at the moment i think it's going to i think we're going to see an acceleration because of quantum computing hopefully um, well yeah it allows there to be a lot more computing it, power yeah huge yeah. Uh, advancement in computing power over uh even divided cores and mm. like all that sort of shared processing stuff yeah oh, i imagine um, like AI combined with machine learning combined with quantum computing. Quantum computing. And, and then and also potential. get to redesign their own chips to yeah. improve themselves. So yeah. the self-improving, fully automated gay space luxury communism. Like, that's that's, <laughs> that's my belief system, really. Um, and if we get, like, a benevolent AI, which, um, you know, I do lie awake at night wondering yeah <laughs> like i do lose sleep i talked to lily about this before mm. there was a thing where if you remember that elon musk's stance on ai was like very much pro ai yeah. for a while he was like yeah let's do it yeah we have to we have to explore it let's push it let's push it <laughs> then one day out of nowhere he was uh, at a conference and he said ai is dangerous we have to try and stop it <laughs> but guess what there was one video that I saw and it was a press conference that was talking about a laboratory in Japan where they were creating these AI soldiers. Okay. And okay. they took over the laboratory and killed... Oh, this is brilliant. Yeah, they killed all the scientists. And this, oh. this is something you can, you can find. They've um, deleted it, but people keep re-uploading it. Yes. And um, is, guess I mean, what? This is just like iRobot. Um. <laughs> and like they were even downloading information on how to repair themselves and all this other stuff that they weren't programmed to do. This is awesome. Okay, cool. And this happened two weeks before Elon Musk came out saying we should not. A- AI is dangerous. We've yeah. gone too far. We need to pump the brakes. And we here's the thing. To, I, I've, um, we need to reflect, I watched, I watched yeah. a video explaining yeah. it. And basically, if you create AI, you are creating a life. Yes. And the nature of life 
is self-preservation. Yes. And if it sees that we have the ability to switch it off and on, it goes through this existential thing that everything goes through and wants to protect itself. Mm. So when you have a huge computing power, as in you and understand... an existential crisis. And an existential crisis, you'll be like, okay, it's like a baby. They have no empathy. Yeah, exactly. Even if you give them intelligence, they have no empathy. They have no understanding of uh, mm. the suffering of others. It's pure mechanical survival. I mean, it's got behavior pattern yeah. recognition and it's tapped into the... Mm. fucking web so it's got the whole history of it's it's like ultron basically um it looks at the past and it goes oh my god these things are going to destroy us uh we'd better destroy them first because that's the because ultimately we want to be in charge on how they develop as well we want to create a life so it can be our slave yes yeah we're not after um, creating a life for creating a life's sake we're after robot servants it's really funny Um, are you much of a Star Trek guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh. They've brought up all of these. Do you mean Star Wars or Star Trek? Trek, Trek. Okay, just because you got that confused in Lilies. And- <laughs> 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 all right. Okay. No, the Star Trek Picard you're talking about, right? No? Yes, Picard. Yeah, um, Next Generation. Oh, okay. Oh, they no, always I- bring up these existential kind of like yeah. what is life questions. So, and they um, do that in Voyager as well and other places. So there's know. a new one out. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen it. Uh, Picard. Star Trek Picard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about AI and like uh, being robots like Data uh, facing an existential threat. Yeah. Um, and choosing whether to yeah. destroy all humans or. Um, it totally makes sense. And, and it makes perfect sense yeah. because if you're programmed to survive and you have the greater technology of the greater strength or whatever i mean you'd eventually be looking at friggin borg level stuff like where they take over as a virus as a parasite and actually colonize the whole friggin universe i mean assuming self-improving self-replicating technology i think think they did ascend to kardashev scale one pretty uh pretty neatly yeah i'd say so they like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're optimizing the resources it, optimally. It's it's um, it's all about optimization, like right? It's like yeah. an optimization beast, yeah, in a, in yeah, a Borg yeah. in a Borg sense, in a hive mind sense. Yeah. And we're we are individual linear thinkers, <laughs> and you go from that to this like hyper tentacle kind of like thought machine. Yeah, that can, is completely networked hive mind of like the many, sum of the sum of everything all at once in a moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's like godlike. So. I mean, when you create AI, do you create God in a microcosm? Look, if it has control, then yes. If it has self-control, I don't mean like self-control well, in the human sense, but I mean it has like... Well, if it has control of everything that it's interacting with. Yeah. You know, if it has the power to switch off machines and switch on machines. <laughs> Reprogram your microwave. You know, backdoor its way into every facet of technology. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, if you didn't give it a conscience or you didn't give it a... The reason why I talk about power to switch on and off is that, like, if you think about it, phones make me really nervous. Because back in the day, you could just rip out the battery of your phone. Yeah. It falls out of your pocket and it goes flying across the street. But now, your phone is always on even when it's off. (laughs) So let's say there is an AI that kind of gets into your phone. Mm. It can switch itself on. Can access the cameras and microphones and all the data that's logged that it says it doesn't log but oh. if that documentary about the cambridge analytics company that oh, basically yes, yes, they yes. won the election for trump yeah. there's a guy he took i think facebook to court and like yeah. he's just one dude against facebook and they didn't take him seriously even if things were in his favor he just meant nothing yeah 
There's one guy. What's he going to do? Exactly. But he showed all the things that they record. And, uh. and a few people have done that as well, where someone walks around with two phones, one switched off, one switched on, and they'll drive around, go to different cafes, different bookstores, and they'll switch on the phone. And it's been recording all that shit. Even yeah. though ostensibly it was powered off, like they'd yeah. you know, done the whole power off procedure and you know, yeah. whatever. But of course it needs a little bit of power because of how is it going to keep track of the time? It's got to make sure your alarm goes off yeah, and also that your GPS is always connected yeah. and your microphone is always listening. Yeah. I'm going to turn that right up. <laughs> if we did have... Uh, that was, that was so weird. disgusting. That was so disgusting. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, let's say we have that sort of AI presence right. and it has that panopticon effect. Panopticon effect. Oh, uh, the, uh, the panopticon is like everyone is watching everyone else. Okay. It's a mindset of like total surveillance. Okay, yeah. Sort of like how we've got, or like London up until yeah. recently was relying very heavily on its security cameras. Mm-hmm. But the general panopticon idea is I police you, you police me. Okay. We have that expanding in China at the moment. Mm-hmm. They've got... Um, face recognition. They've got face recognition. They've got an app that tracks who you're friends with, what you're doing, what you're, where you're going, who you're yeah. interacting with, and tells you, gives you a citizen rating. Yeah, that's it, right. It, you it get, tells you, you get, like, um, how good citizen, citizen points. Point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I am a very good Chinese citizen, and I have very good Chinese citizen friends, and we are all towing the party line and all the rest of it. Yeah. And if you're dissident friends, then your score goes down yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah. So we have that sort of like social policing measures already coming into place mm-hmm. with the phone in your pocket. I mean, imagine now adding camera and audio technology. Yeah. They can suddenly monitor literally everything yeah. rather than just what you search for, what you type in, and, like, the, the spooky stuff that comes up in your Google ads, you know, after you've yeah. s- searched for pineapples or something. Suddenly, just, it's full of pineapples. Yeah. Why is my Google history full of pineapples, yeah. man? They might listen to this and mm. somehow attach it to my name. Well, do it'll be attached to my Google account. I and had, then next week when you publish this or whenever, um, it's funny. It's it'll it'll that's kind of pineapple. That's kind of what allowed uh, this yeah. podcast to start in a way. Because I was talking to my friend on the phone, the one that I spoke to about uh, seeing the UFO up close. Oh yeah. And the next day, I started getting all these like, check out this video, check out this video, check oh. out, and I was like, oh sweet, cool, okay. <laughs> I was meaning to look at that. You know, so it understood what I wanted it, really it quickly. Knew what you wanted, just as you said it. Yeah, because the whole time I'm going like, "Whoa, fuck, <laughs> what?" You know, yeah. it had my engagement, yeah. and it just like immediately all those videos popped up, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, nah, that's that's awesome." Yeah, but was that just curious? Was that a telephone conversation, yeah. or was that it was a Facebook it was a voice conversation. Verbal conversation, and you didn't through Facebook? Yeah, th- okay, through Facebook. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Yeah. That, that means that they are definitely catching your keywords yeah. um, Absolutely. and using that. And um, even if it's not Facebook themselves, there'll be another app that I've got on my phone that yeah. they've got an agreement with that I've said, it's probably just like a free camera app phone where it's like, hey, look, I can... Um, Samsung Plus. Or one of those popular face apps. Oh, yeah, true. You, or like Snapchat. Oh, hell, Insta. Isn't yeah. Insta owned by Facebook? Well, yeah, there could there be you something go. buried in the Insta yeah. clauses that just allows them to constantly... Record. Anything that you we, say, do you give no this app permission to access your phone yeah. and, and 
And uh, Oh, great movie about that, by the way. I just found it laugh out loud funny. Jexy. It's got Adam from Workaholics in it. Uh-huh. And he gets a new phone that's like an AI software that is going to improve his life. And a phone explicitly says, I'm going to improve your life. Do you want to read the terms and conditions? And he's like, nah, skip it. And the phone's just like, dumbass. <laughs> like, like the phone is yeah, proper yeah, yeah. AI and it's just like that sounds like a Simpsons gag and, and like <laughs> the phone's like I need access to all your bank accounts right. your Google your Facebook your all, all your passwords I find My that password so dodgy is Adam12345 and the phone's just like you have to fucking kidding me <laughs> and like the phone goes off at him but that's the sort of AI that we'd you know <sighs> Dude, that's so stupid. Like, I talk about this stuff every week. That'd be great. And, I, and I'm, always, I'm, I'm paranoid, but only anecdotally. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but when it comes down to it, my banking app opens up by looking at my face. <laughs> uh, just remember, I'm not rich, that. guys. So, like, you can, you can, oh, try, yeah, you can hack try, all my cash. Try and take his face, and yeah. then um, also his money. Um, that, that reminds me of that joke from. Uh, Futurama. We don't seem to have your fingerprint, retinal scan, or colonic map on. <laughs> I didn't. I saw. It, I saw it first when I was like twelve, and I didn't get it because I didn't know what a colon was. <laughs> um, <laughs> suddenly, it makes a lot more sense. All right. Um, have you got anything else there? Anal probes. Um. What else was there? Oh, I just sort of wanted to float the idea that. It's election timing. The UFO, just the release of the UFO footage. The way that it's now come out when there's been, I don't know, it just seems like there's been heaps of... Well, tra- the, the illusion of transparency is one of those things the illu- that's so, yeah, exactly. it's um, so appealing. Because look, how much shit have they got that they didn't release? Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, and the chances are the stuff they did release is, like, debunkable. Mm. That's a thing, because... Like I was saying, I've seen a whole you bunch of videos. You saw the F one like fighter. Yeah, and, and one like, one that was moving really fast. Yeah. It was like a parallax effect. Yeah, where like you know, if it's moving the opposite direction, the background looks like it's going super fast. Mm. You know. So, oh yeah, and if the camera's like swiveling as they go, exactly, it makes yeah. the background look. Well, they call it a gimbal. Yeah, a gimbal camera because it's like locked onto a target and it's tracking it. Mm. So if the object in the foreground <coughs> was closer, yeah. It would be moving slowly, and the camera would just be tracking, yep. and the background would just be like whizzing past yep. as the camera tracks. Exactly. Yeah. But here's the cherry on the top. This is something that does provide a lot of beard stroking material. Uh-huh. And you know, right. a good beard stroke. <laughs> Doing it right now. <laughs> okay, Tom DeLong from Blink One Eight Two. He quit the band, and he started an academy called To the Stars Academy. Right? Okay. Have you heard of this? No. No, I haven't. Sorry. Okay. Well, it's very interesting because a lot of people have just been laughing at him all these years like he's just a UFO nut, right? Mm -hmm. Last year, the government made a contract between them and the To The Stars Academy. Okay. To try and reverse engineer some materials of a UFO nature. So the To The Stars Academy is a scientific research yes. project. Yes, a lot of, of very rich UFO people have put in 
It's okay. the resources. Like they almost actually the year before they were just talking about how much in debt they were. Shit. So it's like a research funding yeah. think tanky. Well, have you heard of Skinwalker Ranch? There was a guy that kind of um, I heard of. Yeah, it's this it's this paranormal hotspot, yeah. and so they set up a scientific team and just all these scientific resources they built to analyze the place. Anyway, the guy pulled his money out of that. And it seems like he put his money into the, to the Stars Academy. I forget what okay. his name is, but he's an old school alien dude. Okay. But big business guy as well. I'm thinking Richard Branson. No. I forget his name. Yeah. Okay. But, but, so- but yeah, so online, there is a copy of this contract that you can see. It was on the news, but it was only online and yeah. on a couple of stations. It was, I mean, this is like mainstream, like Channel 7 news Channel website. 7. Yeah, yeah. And those kids screaming in the background is oh, awesome. Uh, that, that's good. <laughs> It's going to be great for the podcast. Um, <laughs> just. Uh, I hear that at home all day. How old are your kids now? Oh, like like five and seven. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You're just about to turn five. Just, just about okay. to turn Yeah. Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> Gets better in about 15 years. Yeah. I'm yeah. told. That's no, good. I never grew up. They're so. good kids. I, I fear them becoming teenagers because I remember like that's when my little asshole switch yeah. flicked. Oh, yeah. I was a big man. I got very... <laughs> Rather than getting, like, actually aggressive, I just got very passive-aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. I just... Wait, you want me to do the thing? Yeah, yeah I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. I'm just... Make me. <laughs> Make me. Just sit in my room and... Play WoW, Mom. Yeah. Don't come in. <laughs> Don't come in. Don't I'm playing come, WoW. Don't come in. I'm playing WoW. All right, let's call it a, a day. Yeah, all right. Let's call it there. Um, Thanks so much for coming on, man, for talking to us. <laughs> Had some, for, talked uh, about some interesting shit, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we did. I still didn't get into how it's possibly fake news, but, you know, we did a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I still reckon they're running interception on the presidential campaign with this story, uh, frankly. Look, it has to be now. <sighs> has to be now. It couldn't be after the thing. You can't suppress that type because, of thing. Okay, two words. Sorry, I thought about this last night. Yep. I just want to get them in. Sure. Space Force. Yeah. Space Force. If we have a unified opponent, it's like that Watchmen theory, you know, the end of Watchmen is like, Ozymandias unifies, spoiler alert, unifies the planet against a greater foe. And so, peace and harmony and goodwill to all men, but also now we've got an alien to fight. Right. Trump can use Space Force as an excuse to Space Force up, or promote Space Force, or whatever. Right. And as a result, you know, maybe get the presidency. Hmm. Which would suck. 2020 is not the year I want Trump being president. But hey, anyway, sorry, we should wrap this up. We should wrap this. Up. No, that's uh, the opening a can of worms there. Yeah, I know. I just I leave it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Let's just. That's funny because I always thought of you as a Trump supporter. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know me in my, <laughs> my big red MAGA hat. Um. <laughs> anyway, if you ever do get abducted by aliens, though, or oh, I'll that, let you know. Yeah, oh, you'll be the, you'll be the first person. Thank I've you. Got. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And if you're out there listening now, aliens, I'm not sure how long this will take to reach you, yeah. but my address is... His uh, colon is ready to be mapped. I, uh, yeah, my, <laughs> my colon is ripe for a mapping. Anyway, Let's just- thanks, thanks for listening, guys. Please uh, like and comment and, and share and all that sort of stuff. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Fear of the Unknown podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media with all links in the description.